You are listening to the Ultimate Runner Podcast, Episode 2, Demystifying Recovery for Runners. You are a dedicated runner. You live for it. You train hard every day. You push yourself to the max, but you want to make it to the next level. This is the Ultimate Runner Podcast. We're about to help you level up your running game. We'll cover a wide range of topics, from mastering the long run to exploring cross-training options, enhancing your recovery, and perfecting those crucial warm-ups and cool-downs. We're going to help you feel better, recover faster, and power your way to the finish line of your next race with confidence and vitality, insightful interviews, expert advice, and actionable strategies that you can put into practice during every stride. Remember, the road ahead is yours to conquer. This is the Ultimate Runner Podcast, and now your host, Bethany Bouquet. So hello and welcome to episode two of the Ultimate Runner Podcast. I am your host, Bethany Bouquet, and I am so excited to share this recovery-focused episode with you. I am super passionate about recovery for runners. So when I first started running, I downloaded a one-size-fits-all training plan off the internet, and I followed it to a T. I ran and cross-trained exactly like it told me to, but it didn't mention anything about recovery or the recovery process. So as it turns out, I wasn't giving my body the rest and the rejuvenation it needed, and I ended up with an overuse injury just 10 days before my first half marathon race. Because of this experience, I have made recovery a huge focus in my running training plans. I truly believe that taking a more active approach to your recovery process can make the world of difference in your running training. So in today's episode, I plan to introduce you to five different recovery techniques, give you information on when to use these techniques or how to pair them with your training, and give examples of each technique for you. So at the end of this episode, if you're still looking for more in-depth examples of these techniques for recovery, you can click the link in the show notes for one week free in my on-demand library of yoga classes, where I have plenty of examples of these recovery techniques. So let's jump right into it today. I have a ton of information to share with you, and I truly hope that it can help you with your recovery. So recovery is an essential part of any training plan. As runners, we use the same muscles over and over again, and without giving them time for rest and recovery, this can often lead to overuse injuries. So I mentioned taking a more active approach to your recovery can make the world of difference in your training. But what do I mean when I say take a more active approach to recovery? So let's start with breaking down what I consider a passive approach to recovery. And here, a passive approach is not doing anything specific to help speed along your recovery or to help your body feel better. Maybe you aren't thinking about recovery or just don't worry about it. Or maybe you're someone who only considers sleep as a recovery technique. Now, on the flip side of that is an active approach to recovery. So maybe here you're actively thinking about the recovery process and doing things to help aid in your body's recovery. 
Perhaps you go further than just using sleep as a recovery technique and add in some different types of recovery. So as I mentioned, I'll give you five different types of recovery today and give you examples and how to use them. So let's jump right into those types of recovery. So if you listen to the first episode, we talked about cooling down after your long run and how that can be very beneficial for you. So my first type of recovery is the cooling down after training. The cool down is an important part of the running routine. Like I said, we talked about it in episode one under mastering the long run. And it just gives you time to think about here. What are you doing immediately following your training? Are you coming off of your run, immediately jumping into the shower and moving on with your day? Or are you taking the time to gradually return your body to a resting state after exercise? The cool down process does this. It gradually returns you into your resting state and it helps reduce the risk of injury, promote recovery, enhance flexibility, and promote relaxation. So when we look at the cool down specifically for promoting recovery, so a cool down helps to flush out the lactic acid and other waste products that build up in the muscles during exercise. This can help reduce soreness and fatigue and in turn promote recovery. So what does this cool down look like? Um, it typically starts at the pace you've been working in and then slowly eases you into cooling down to a resting state. Maybe it starts more with active mobility movements before focusing on passive recovery poses and shapes. This may also look like a short walk after your run. It may include breath work, but it should be short in duration and low in intensity. This should not take a lot of energy to move through a cool down. So recovery type number two is active recovery. So active recovery sessions are exactly what they sound like. They're active and they aid in recovery. Maybe you're staying physically active while you recover from higher intensity exercise by using gentle or less strenuous movements. These active recovery sessions play a factor in reducing the lactate concentrates after exercise, and they can be similar to dynamic mobility, so moving actively through your range of motion. These may include some short interval static stretching, but typically we're staying away from deep range of motion work within an active recovery session. Just like the cool down, minimal energy is used here and it should not be challenging. You may find some myofascial release here to help reduce some soreness, which we will talk about in just a minute. But overall, it should be short in duration, maybe gentle stretching, myofascial release, moving through some ranges of motion, and it's great for range of motion gains. That moves us to our third technique for today. It's passive recovery. So passive recovery is exactly what it sounds like. It's passive and it aids in recovery. Passive recovery works to support the nervous system and improve your sleep. We're looking to manage inflammation, support your metabolism, and minimize muscle soreness or any tension that you're holding that could interfere with your training. Passive recovery is perfect for people who are on the deficiency spectrum, meaning they're showing signs of exhaustion and poor recovery. And this could also be an option for later in the day on hard or easy training days, or even throughout the taper period of time. Like I said, it could be helpful in the evening to support sleep. 
Maybe in, it includes a short warm-up to help you settle in and find stillness more comfortable. Can look like static stretching or yin yoga for shorter intervals, myofascial release and light mobility work to help rejuvenate the running muscles, maybe even restorative yoga, meditation, and pranayama here. But overall, we're using as little effort as possible to combat some of these energy deficits. So we're looking for passive poses and rest to help support the recovery phase. So while active recovery is a little bit more active, we're taking a step down for this passive recovery process. If we take even another step down from there, we have our nervous system reset portion of techniques. And in this nervous system reset, we'll call it a bucket, you can support healing while allowing your body to find a deep state of relaxation. The nervous system reset allows you to calm your nervous system so you can aid in recovery. So this is very, very passive. So think restorative yoga, meditation, yoga nidra, or even supported shavasanas. This is great for off or rest days, especially useful for tapers or deloading periods in recovery. I mentioned if you are on the deficiency spectrum, I cannot stress enough how helpful it is to add in some nervous system reset sessions so you can just give your body a little extra oomph to get yourself recovering. If you've been sick, it's also super helpful to add in some nervous system resets just to help your body move along. And then the last technique I want to recover today is myofascial release. We've mentioned it a couple times through our other four techniques, but myofascial release is any technique used to manipulate the muscles and the fascia. It's most commonly known for through foam rolling, maybe self myofascial release classes, yin yoga, cupping, massage, any of these things all fall under the myofascial release umbrella. But the goals here of myofascial release, working to help establish glide, maybe restore the elastic potential of your muscles, increase blood circulation and hydration in your tissues, and create awareness here in your body. So newer research suggests that myofascial release can one, enhance flexibility, two, enhance recovery in athletes, and three, help alleviate some of that delayed onset muscle soreness or DOMS. It is the perfect post-training tool to help increase the blood circulation, increase the hydration in your tissues, and to help the muscle soreness. It can be incorporated into your cool down, active, or passive recovery classes. So while it can be used on its own, it can also be used in a lot of other recovery techniques. And you can do it at any time. It's great before your workout, after your workout, and on rest days. So let's summarize some of these techniques for enhancing recovery, kind of give you the to the point too long didn't read portion of this podcast. So we'll start your recovery process with the cool down after each training session. From here, you can add in active recovery sessions on easy or no training days to help increase hydration and aid in muscle soreness. You can add in passive recovery techniques or recovery sessions to improve sleep and support the nervous system. Maybe these are on easier training days as well. It will also help improve your recovery. And then when you're really struggling with recovery, you can add in the nervous system resets like restorative yoga for increased relaxation to help aid and kind of jump starting that recovery process.
Last but not least, you can use mouthwash release to help alleviate the delayed onset muscle soreness and help increase blood flow. So I hope you found this information useful and that you choose to take recovery to the main focus of your training so you can make it to the finish line of your next race in peak form. If you're not sure where to start when it comes to recovery, that is one of the reasons I started the Ultimate Runner membership. It not only includes your running training, but it also pairs yoga and myofascial release to help aid in cross training and recovery. This all-inclusive membership is the perfect place to start. So if you're even remotely interested in learning more, I invite you to go to www.fitflowyoga.com running to book your free running blueprint today. You can find this link in the show notes, or you can go to www.fitflowyoga.com running. And I will see you next week in episode three. You've been listening to the Ultimate Runner Podcast. Bethany is a half marathoner, a registered yoga teacher, and an RRCA running coach. She's got the knowledge and experience to guide you on your running journey. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. Find us on Facebook and Instagram at fitflowyoga.studio. And if you're looking for personalized running, cross-training, and recovery coaching, go to www.fitflowyoga.studio slash running. Or you can find the link in the show notes to book your free running blueprint today. See you next time on the Ultimate Runner Podcast.